I'm Finn J.D. John, FJ at OffbeatOregon.com, and this is the Daily Offbeat Oregon History Podcast. It's Thursday, so this is an archive show, first published as a newspaper column and podcast episode sometime in the last 10 years. Thanks for downloading, and I hope you enjoy our show. This story was first published on July 29th of 2012, under the headline, Rusty Derelict Turned Out to Be Historic Liberty Ship Lifeboat. Here we go. In February of 2011, Mike Malone of Zigzag put his boat into the Columbia River at St. Helens and headed upstream. On his way past Sovie Island, Mike decided to put ashore and investigate a curious derelict tri-hull boat that he'd noticed there many times before while he'd been trolling for spring Chinook salmon along that part of the river. It was lodged high on the bank by Collins Beach, apparently washed there by the flood of 1996. The tri-hull was huge and weird-looking, something like a flying saucer made of ferro-cement with three fins on the bottom and a flying bridge at the back. Quote, When this thing was on the water, it must have been a bizarre-looking sight, Mike said. But there was something else there, too, something even more interesting than the tri-hull, though it didn't look that way at first. It was a rusty old steel rowboat, long and deep and double-ended. Quote, I've seen it many times over the years as I fished for springers, spring chinook salmon, and most or all of that time it was upside down, partly buried in the sand, Mike said. However, when I was there last February, it had just been flipped over and dragged toward the vegetation line with a piece of heavy equipment. Now that the boat was right side up, Mike could see that it was a steel lifeboat, and there was a manufacturer's plate visible. Globe American Corp., it read. Kokomo, Indiana. The tag also told Mike the lifeboat was 24 feet long and had been built in June 1944. 1944, eh? Mike, a serious history buff, took a second look. Could this rusty hulk have a World War II story associated with it? When he got home, Mike got on the computer and looked for info on the mysterious lifeboat. He learned that the Globe American Corp. was a small manufacturer of kitchen ranges and heaters. When the war broke out, its general manager, Alden Chester, came up with the idea of retooling the works to make lifeboats for the Liberty ships that were already pouring out of the shipyards, including one shipyard in Portland, at a rate of three or four a week. Despite having no experience building boats, Globe developed a prototype, got the contract, and soon was cranking out fully appointed 24-footers at a rate of one every two hours. Finding one of these on the beach 70 years later was an amazing discovery. The junky old derelict was indeed a veteran and was, moreover, one of the last surviving pieces of Portland's role in the phenomenal Liberty Ship story. Most of the Liberty Ships are gone now. There are just two still afloat, the Jeremiah O'Brien, birthed in San Francisco, and the John W. Brown in Baltimore. All the others, more than 4,000 of them, have been cut up for scrap or are rusting away in remote boneyards. Quote, After studying up on Liberty and Victory ship lifeboats, I realized that the lifeboat on Collins Beach is a rare World War II naval artifact, Mike said. In fact, searching the web led to no other Liberty ship lifeboats. Mike wondered what the story of this particular lifeboat was. It had been built in the summer of 1944. Could it have seen action? 
Plenty of Liberty ships took torpedoes and bombs in the last year of the war, and their crews rowed away from sinking ships and globe lifeboats. Could this have been one of them? He contacted the Columbia River Maritime Museum in Astoria. They were very interested in the boat. So Mike got on the phone and found the government agency responsible for Collins Beach on Sovie Island and got hold of the area manager. Quote, The area manager was happy to write a letter transferring ownership to the museum, Mike said. They had no idea of the lifeboat's heritage and considered it to be a piece of abandoned junk. The manager asked me to work with his maintenance director to help load the lifeboat onto a trailer for transport. But when Mike called the maintenance director, he learned that just a few days after he'd found and photographed the boat, it had been hauled off the beach, squashed into a ball, and trucked away to a scrapyard. It was gone. Quote, It was pretty disappointing to have to give this news to the museum in Astoria, Mike said. It still makes me sick to think about how close I got to having the lifeboat donated to the Columbia River Maritime Museum, only to learn I was too late. The news isn't all bad, though. Quote, After I posted the story on iFish, a member of that site emailed me saying that he knows where a similar lifeboat is, abandoned on another island in the Columbia, Mike said. One of these days, I'm going to follow up on that one. Key sources in this story have included works by iFish.net's Life in General Forum, The Rotarian Magazine, and correspondence with Mike Malone. Well, that's our show for today. Thanks again for listening. This podcast is part of Offbeat Oregon History, a public history resource for the state we love. What you've been listening to is one of more than 550 stories originally created and published as newspaper columns in first-run syndication between 2008 and today. You can read them all at offbeatoregon.com. Offbeat Oregon is a division of Pulplet Productions, pulp-lit.com, a boutique publishing house owned and operated by yours truly, specializing in audiobook and multimedia editions of the work of the classic pre-war pulp writers. This podcast is covered under a Creative Commons license type CC by SA 4.0, which basically means you can do anything with the content you like, so long as you A, give me credit for it, and B, whatever you make is also released under a Creative Commons license. But... If you need a waiver to either A or B, hit me up, fj at offbeatoregon.com. I've never said no yet to a request for a waiver of one of those conditions. They're generally there just to prevent me from accidentally authorizing the reuse of something I don't actually control the rights to. A good example might be a photograph used by special permission of the rights holder. Our theme music is by the Atlas String Band and was written by Carmen Vaccara. Listen and download more at atlasstringband.com. Questions, critiques, ideas for a future episode? Email me at fj at offbeatoregon.com. Episodes of Offbeat Oregon History are uploaded around 6 a.m. every single weekday, so the next one will be on your device and ready to go before you know it. Until then, go out and fill up the rest of the day with good stuff. Bye now. Bye now.